0: Hi there friend. Welcome to the having a mom moment podcast. I am your host Shannon Warner. This podcast is all about taking a few moments for yourself and reconnecting to the amazing woman behind the title of mom. You have so many plates spinning at any given time between your kids, your partner, your job, maintaining a household, etc., etc. But where does taking time just for you play into that? Let's spend some time together, you and me right now we're rebranding a mom moment to those sacred moments you take to fill your cup first. Let's connect, tune in, and tap into what makes us the incredible women that we are. We'll nurture ourselves first so we can be our best selves for those we pour into on a daily basis. We'll also bask in the beautiful wisdom of other moms to learn about the ways in which they've tapped into alignment in their own motherhood journeys. Come on, mama. It's your time. We're having a mom moment. Hello, hello my friends. Welcome to this week's episode of the Having a Mom Moment podcast. I am your host, Shannon Warner, and I am just so excited that you have taken your precious time to join us here today. As you may be able to tell, I still have the crud that's going around. It's really lingering here and um, it has really encouraged me to take a pause and to really embrace this season that is winter and what nature intends to happen in winter and that is to tune inward and to pause as needed and even hibernate if we need to at times so that is what I will be doing here very soon I have paused my social media and as much as it pains me to do so, I am going to be pausing on new episodes for just a few weeks to give myself a chance to reset and rest in this new year. Before I do that, however, I absolutely want to not only share this week's guest and episode with you, but I do also want to share that I am rolling out a 2024 tune in and tune up program. The information will be in the show notes, but I want us to take the opportunity to check in and assess where we're at right now, where we want to go and how to make this year as aligned and expansive as possible. And going against the grain that is, you know, January new year, new me, all of these things and in alignment with what I just said about going inward and resting and taking a pause, we're not starting this until February. So if it sounds interesting to you, or if you also find yourself struggling with the January get up and go, start your life over kind of vibe that is pushed to us from all areas, then this is for you. The investment will be very small there is a fee because when we put some skin in the game we are more likely to show up and I want you to show up for yourself not even for me I want you to show up for you okay let's get into it this week our guest is the lovely Laura Lima a holistic nutritionist and mom of three kiddos who is passionate about helping moms feel better through simple sustainable changes in their diet and nutrition and as i share with laura in the episode food is hard for me it's like the last thing that i want to think about and i don't really even love talking to my husband about meal planning and, and how we should be eating like it doesn't feel good for me normally but this conversation is really empowering laura is so kind and so thoughtful and she understands how challenging it can be when you're in the thick of mothering to nourish your body properly. And she offers some really fantastic tips to help you feel yourself better so that you can then show up better for yourself and for your family. Here's Laura. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much, Shannon. Can we get started by talking a little bit about your own motherhood journey?
1: Yes, absolutely. I have three kids and maybe a fourth is coming TBD. We're not really sure yet, okay. uh, but four, four is like our max. It used to be five when we were teenagers. We were like, we want as many kids as possible. And now I'm like, okay, maximum four, which is still a lot. Wow. I mean, three is also a lot, but we, so I have a five-year-old. She is In senior kindergarten now, I have a three-year-old who just started preschool three days a week. That's a little bit of a tough transition as expected. She's like such a mommy's girl, but she's also very independent. So you just never know how it's going to go, right? Uh, Yeah. So that's my Maggie and Ben is one. He is 15 Mm. months old. So I absolutely love being a mom. It's so funny, like thinking back five years ago when I first became a mom, like my life is different and yet it's so much the same and expectations that I had then are so different than now. And I Mm. don't even know, it's just, it's like very wishy-washy and yet very specific. I don't know, like motherhood, right? Motherhood is a trip. That's what people say. Motherhood is a trip and it's so true. Oh man, there's just like so much I can say, but I'm also like drawing a blank. It's just like- it's crazy. And I love it.
0: I totally get it. I was just having this conversation specifically around childbirth with a friend of mine who recently had a baby, but I was like 2017 me because my firstborn was born in 2017. I was like early 2017 me would have been horrified about what has, you know, like where I'm at now in terms of like, I don't care, whatever. Like it's, it's all good. Like get the baby out of me, whoever needs to be in the room. And like, it's so true for like, so I'm like, it is what it is. Like, oh my gosh, it's a mess in here right now, but everybody's fed. Everybody's clean. Like it's fine. We're going to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The mess thing is huge. Like my husband and I always say that we're
1: like, our house is lived in. And yes. we feel good with that. So when people are going to come over, I really do try to tidy because I want to present my house the way that I want to feel inside, which is neat and tidy. But at the same time, we've got three littles there with us and our house is very open and pretty small. So the playroom is right there in in pure view of the rest of the main floor. And we also do like, my husband and I also do like the fact that, yeah, there are toys here. And yes, like it does look like a lived in kid friendly zone. So I'm always trying to balance it out. like. I don't care that there's laundry right there, but I do. But like, I'm trying not to care. It's like, it's such a balance, right? Oh, it is.
0: It is. That's just like an internal struggle too. And I get to the point sometimes where I'm like, Shannon, remember your children live here too. Like this is also their home and it doesn't have to look like they don't live here. And I'm always convinced that someone's going to drop by and walk in my front door, you know, unwelcomed. And that's happened exactly zero times. So I don't know where I get this fear from. But I need to calm
1: down. I the same fear. <laughs> I feel like that's a common fear amongst us yeah. moms. Yeah,
0: like they're gonna see how I really live, you know, like with all the yeah. toys everywhere. And I know, still, even it's not that bad. Like,
1: which is still like that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, that is, like, yeah, that is you right now, right? That's yeah. me right now. I have, I have to try to embrace that, and I have embraced it. Really, this is me right now. It won't be forever. And then I do also think about when the kids are teens they're not really wanting to going to want to have as much to do with me anymore. And that's kind of sad to think about. So I'm like, you know what, while they're all over me, while right now in this moment when I can't get anything done Mm -hmm. because it's there. And then he's trying to go up the stairs because we don't have a proper baby gate yet. And like, he's always just like climbing up me as I'm trying to do the dishes or something. I have to remind myself, let's be present because Mm -hmm. this will not last. And I know everyone says that it's a cliche, but it's also very true as you well know, it's like these, the, the days are long, but the years are short. And yeah. it's so true. I always remind myself of that. Like even getting up in the night still sometimes like, yes, I've got a five, three and one year old. I mean, they all sleep well. And Ben doesn't always have a feed at night, but sometimes all three of them will wake up in a night. And it's like, hmm. seriously? and I try, especially then when I'm sleep deprived, I have to remind myself, this is not going to be forever. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was having a, I have a 20, she's right on the cusp of 21 months, um, 21 month old almost. And the other night my husband was traveling for work and she would not go to bed. She would not, because usually that's daddy's thing. He puts them to bed or her specifically. I put the older one to bed, but he, you know, has created an environment where she's used to evening snuggles with dad before she lays in her crib, which is so sweet until he started traveling for work and leaves me with this kid who's like, oh, mom's fun. Like dad equals sleep, mom equals party. But I was in the moment I had read something somewhere that was like when they're hard, like especially hard and want to be rocked or held or whatever, like imagine it's you from the future who would have given anything to like come back to this moment and hold them. And it makes me emotional because it's like, oh, it's so fleeting. Yeah. but. You know, it it helped. It helped. Like, oh, someday I I would I'll wish for these moments again. So
1: totally not the same. In the moment. I remember actually thinking back to rocking Ben to sleep back when I used to do that. And yeah, it feels like it's gonna be forever. And I actually remember thinking the same thing with Maggie. I'm like, oh my and, and Ellie, like I actually do remember all three specifically thinking my future self will miss these moments and I will long for these moments even though I'm so tired. And it's so true. I do. Even though I'm like, actually, wait, it was like, it was that recent that I'm like, well, do I want that again? Yeah. (laughs) Because it's a cute cuddle time, but yeah. Future me a hundred
0: percent is going to miss these moments. Yeah. I wish someone had told me that before it was really hard for me to transition into bringing our first one home. And I remember many nights of course, I loved her, but I was like, was this the best choice for her life right now? I'm not so <laughs> sure that this was the best decision, you know, and of course she's, you know, our world and we adore her and we're so thankful she's ours. But when you're sleep deprived in those early months, especially with your first one, yeah, yeah. if I would have known then what I know now, because it does go by so quickly. Yeah. Oh,
1: it really does. Yeah.
0: Well, I commend you on your three, potentially four, because we are- too, and we are maxed out and we have quite the age gap our oldest is six and a half and it was very intentional we were like I would say COVID slowed the plan just a little bit when it was everything was so kind of scary and new and we were really unsure but uh no we were like we can't we can't with this you know multiples under five four three whatever the choice is so I give you so much credit because I don't have that in me at all
1: you know what? It's everyone's journey. Honestly, like I can say the same about you. I mean, even though I've got three, you've got two same, like yeah. everybody's journey is different. Everybody's lifestyle, everybody's life looks different. And I mean, I find having the three once I had been, because I was like, how different will this be from two to three? Because from zero to one was the biggest difference because yeah. you go from having no children to having this child, as you alluded to, the sleepless nights the figuring it out the figuring yourself out which is such a huge thing that i didn't realize motherhood would bring out was like right oh gosh there's so many areas of me that i want to make better for myself mm. and then for my family that i'm still working on and i'm like oh my gosh i'm just finding all these things that i love about myself and things that i'm like wait this is like all wrong i don't want to do i you know i don't want to be doing these things because it doesn't make me feel The way that I want to feel as a mom and just as a person. Mm -hmm. But going from one to two kids, it was not as much of a transition because I was like, now, yes, I've got a newborn and a toddler. That was actually big. Yes. But now I've got these two sisters who eventually will be able to play together. So it was hard at the beginning, but then it was, it was really, it was really helpful. I found, but Going from two to three, I was like, what now? We are now outnumbered. What is it going to be like? And actually, Ellie was four at that time. She could really understand a little Mm -hmm. bit more. She could really help out. Maggie being two, she didn't really know. But again, it's like we now had the oldest to really help out and also teach the middle how to help the baby and not hurt the baby, not like swat at the baby, you know? And now it's like, oh my gosh, it's just, things are flowing even better. It's like, you've got them to play with each other while you are cooking dinner.
0: Yeah, You know? So
1: I find now, like when I'm home alone with Ben, it's actually more work than having all three of them, which seems weird.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Because the older ones, I mean, they're four and two, five, sorry. They've, they've both had, they've all had birthdays recently. They're five and three, the older. They, yes, they need me a lot, but they're also so independent. And when they're all together, they all play. And now Ben being 15 months is just walking around. He's going into the playroom. They love playing with him. So actually it's easier than having one. I love In that. Opinion. Oh, well, thank God. Good, you know.
0: good. Yeah. So if you're
1: thinking about it, anybody, just <laughs> go for it.
0: Just that's go for it. It's totally fine. Just rip off the bandaid and go for it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, that's very good insight. And I appreciate you sharing that because for me, from my perspective, all I can imagine is like the extra hard of you know adding a new human into the mix. So yeah, no, that's refreshing to hear. And I I can agree that now that our youngest one is less breakable, you know, <laughs> and because our <laughs> yeah. oldest one just like wanted to play with her from the minute she came home and we're like, sorry, she's gonna be boring for a while, you know. Like yeah, exactly. you're gonna need to give it a few months. I'm so sorry, be as patient as you can. I know it's hard, I know, you're excited she's here, but now that they can play together. Oh, it's a fun dynamic to watch. And it does take the pressure off of you where you can throw in the laundry or start dinner or whatever you need to do. So Mm -hmm. mm. I love it. It Yeah, Ben, I hear
1: Ben going up the stairs.
0: Ellie's like, I'm on it. (laughs) I know. Ours sometimes she's like, I hear she's awake. I'll go in there. You know, because usually it's right when you're in the middle of something. You think they're going to nap for a little longer and you're like, ah, I'll Mm -hmm. go in there. I'll go in there. And she can appease her long enough to let me finish what I'm doing and get in there yeah i love that so much yeah helpers we need helpers for sure oh my gosh so can we talk about what you do what you're passionate about what you are offering the world
1: absolutely i am a holistic nutritionist and i have been for over 15 years wow and i love it i love teaching other people how simple it can be to feel good through eating the right foods And I also love teaching people that they don't have to be perfect. Like, it's not like a all or nothing. You can have small changes. That's the other thing. Like, they don't have to be these huge changes in your life and in your kitchen that will result in better health. It's like, you can make these small changes and you can feel better literally almost instantly. Like, drink Mm -hmm. more water today. You'll feel better tonight. You'll feel better tomorrow for sure from having done that. So I love teaching, especially moms, new moms, moms with littles, how to implement these small changes, how to eat the right foods, how to maybe avoid the wrong, the quote, wrong foods so that they can feel better in motherhood. Because like, we have to do it anyway. We have Mm -hmm. to get up anyway. We have to play with them anyway. We have to cook the meals anyway. I personally want to do those things feeling the best that I can. Mm. With the greatest health. Like, I want to have this vibrancy that I know is so possible for everyone. I want that. And I know everyone else can have that too. So I love teaching them how they can get there, even in the busyness of motherhood, even in the sleep deprivation years, even in like the busyness. I I said that, but like, it's so possible. And I want to show people that.
0: I love that. I think I am someone who could definitely benefit from your, your realm and and your offerings, because I feel so tapped out that I'm like, I get all of the other things done and handled. The kids are handled. Everything's handled. And I can make time for myself to get up and meditate, maybe squeeze in some yoga. But like, if you ask me to start thinking about food or I, I can drink water, but you ask me to start thinking about food and treating my body better in that way, it feels like too much right now. And I know it's not, but it feels like too much on top of everything else.
1: Oh, yeah. It's so true. And you know what I say is like, if you do those things for yourself, you will be a better mom. Because yeah. aren't we all thinking about, oh, I just don't have time, it's all about the kids. Yeah. Who cares about mom? It's about them now. No, no, no. That is backwards. Because if you don't care about yourself and if you don't drink that extra water, and if you don't have that breakfast for yourself and you're only having scraps throughout the day, Mm -hmm. you will not have the energy to be the mom that you want to be. So if Mm -hmm. that is your ultimate goal, let's be the best mom I can be. You have to nourish your body first. That's Mm -hmm. bottom line. Mm -hmm. You will be nourishing your kids. So my saying that does not negate the fact that you're still doing it for your kids, but you're doing it in a much more balanced way because you yourself are balanced and well-nourished mentally and physically and
0: emotionally because you're taking care of yourself the way that Mm -hmm. you should be. Mhm. Yes, there's been lots of conversations on the podcast around making sure that you're good first and how you are taking care of your children by doing that, by nourishing yourself first, but a lot of this has been, you know, mental on a soul level. I haven't had anyone really come on and talk about the food piece, you know, your actual physical body. So what are some things that you recommend, especially for someone like me who's like, ah, it feels hard. (laughs) I don't want to, like I want to, but I just, it feels like too much. Yeah. I
1: totally hear you. It's like, where do I go? It's like, oh my gosh, it's huge. Where do I begin? Yeah. I would say small changes. So as I've kept saying, I keep looking at my water glass, and I think that's where I'm getting the idea. Drink more water. Yeah. Always have it beside you. And I know that you're like, not you personally, Shannon, but somebody's probably like, I already do. Thank you. But do you? Do you drink enough? If you drink caffeine in the form of coffee or black tea, you are depleting your water. Do I personally drink coffee and tea? Yes. Black tea, not so much. Green tea? Yes. Green tea lattes? Yes. Coffee? Yes. So I know this, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do those things, but I know that we have to extra hydrate mm. our bodies when we do that. So think about if you have a cup of coffee, it's about two cups of water now that you wow. have to now drink to wow. replenish that water, that hydration. Mm. Good to know. So it's like, okay, so even though I'm having six to eight cups, I probably need 10 a day mm. and it shouldn't be where you're running to the washroom. Like, I don't want you to be like, oh, I got to go pee again. And if your water, if your pee is super clear, then, I mean, that's okay. But if you're always going to the washroom and it's super clear, there's probably too much water. Yeah. so Make sure that you're balancing it out throughout the day and you're not just guzzling. I mean, in the morning, first thing I'm always dehydrated, right? People are, because you've been sleeping for so long without, well, so long is questionable, but (laughs) that time period, Yeah. yeah not actually, but that time period where you're not really drinking water. So you wake up in the morning, definitely have a few glasses, but during the day, just sip it. And also a smoothie counts toward Mm -hmm. water. Herbal tea counts toward water. Uh, Even like foods like cucumber, they're so full of water that they don't really count toward your glasses of water, but they are very hydrating on their own. So that's something that I would say is really important. And also, if you're finding that you're drinking all the water, you're still running to the washroom even though you're spreading it out, just add a little bit of sea salt, like real oh. sea salt, to your glass. It shouldn't taste salty, but it's just enough to help your body kind of ho- hold on to the water and help your cells use the water better, so it's not mm. just like running through you. Interesting. Well, there. What's another thing you can do? Well, always have breakfast. Yeah, and. Because I mean, truly, yes, most important meal of the day, sure, but yes, because that sets you up for choosing the right lunch and choosing the right dinner and just making sure that you're actually focusing on eating because all, what do all of us moms do? We eat the leftovers from our kids, mm-hmm. the little pieces of toast or the little goldfish or whatever you're giving your kids, whatever's left on the plate, that is what moms eat, right? Am I right? Yeah. Like this is the majority yes. of us. That is not enough nutrition. Right, and even if you don't feel hungry, it's not enough nourishment for your cells. Our Mm -hmm. body is literally made up of what we eat, and yes, the mental and emotional aspect is so so huge, but so much of our food directly affects that. So if we don't have enough of the right fats, for example, if we don't have enough omega three and things like salmon and walnuts, we. Can actually have more of an issue with our emotional health, our mental health. Mm. It actually helps to make us happier and it helps to balance out our mood when we have these good fats and not just omega-3 fats, but the saturated fats as well. So try to find ways. Here's another tip is to try to find ways of adding in more fats to your, to your meals, to your life. So if you're making a smoothie, make sure you put something like coconut oil in your smoothie, or maybe it's flax oil, Does an avocado count? Yeah, avocado is a great source of fats, but I would say add the oil still. That will help to make you feel more satisfied from that food. Mm. So if you're making a smoothie, for example, you've got the oil in there. You are so much more likely to have that smoothie last you until lunch. Mm. Whereas if you have a smoothie, typical is like, okay, I'm going to put some fruit in there and yogurt. Okay. But where's your protein? The yogurt yeah. might be protein. If you've got, if you've got Greek yogurt and make sure you get the unflavored, so you're not getting the extra sugar that might be protein, but you can also add some, a scoop of whey protein or plant-based protein powder. That's a way of adding protein. Now, what about the fat? Yeah. So if you've got full fat yogurt, great source of fat, but again, add the oil because that is the key that the fat truly helps to fuel our brains. And it truly helps to fuel our bodies and give us more energy. So it's something fast that you can do. Even if you're having a salad, make your own salad dressing, use olive oil and vinegar two to one ratio. So let's say a half a cup of olive oil, quarter cup of vinegar, whether it's balsamic, apple cider vinegar, red wine, vinegar, and so on. If you want to get fancy, add some salt in there, pepper, garlic, whatever have your own salad dressing made in the fridge at all times. It's so easy. It literally takes five minutes. You have it in the fridge for at least a week. That's how long it should last you. I mean, I make one with a cup of oil, half a cup of vinegar. That lasts me about a week. And that way you're, again, you're having a salad. Great. But now you're not having store-bought salad dressing, which is the wrong kind of fat. Mm. That's usually the canola oil or the soybean oil. These are inflammatory fats They are highly processed fats that really don't do our cells good or don't do our cells right. So having the olive oil, that's, you know, so fast to make so much more nourishing for your body. So add fats to your meals. And last, I'm going to go back to the fact that make sure you're eating Mm -hmm. feed yourself first. It doesn't have to be hard. So make eggs. My kids have eggs most mornings Mm -hmm. and they're like nature's superfood. Nature is multivitamin, multimineral. They've got good fats. They've got the good cholesterol that actually our brains need. And they don't have that high carb stuff that you would find in the breakfast cereals, in the oatmeal, in the typical breakfast. That is usually, unless you're adding things to those, like adding good oils and things and extra protein, those breakfast foods, they won't last us. They won't last Mm -hmm. our kids. They won't last us. So if you can have eggs as your base maybe maybe you make a frittata maybe you do scrambled eggs maybe you do you know over medium it, it, there's so many different ways you can do it you can add them into your meal that will help you to be so much more nourished and again when you start the day nourished oh my gosh the talking about food cravings for a second the cravings will be so so much less throughout the day when you start with a good breakfast like that but if mm-hmm. you start with no breakfast or you start with a bowl of cereal, you're going to be chasing your hunger and your cravings all day.
0: Interesting. Yes. Let's talk more about cravings. My downfall is my kids' snacks because I'm like, I'm in a hurry, whatever. And we have this whole snack drawer. And admittedly, I will say- This is not my husband because he eats very well because he's always on (laughs) his fitness journey and bulking up or trimming down or whatever. He is very intentional about the way that he eats, but the rest of us don't want to eat like that. We don't want to eat shredded chicken with no flavor. Like, no, thank you. (laughs) No, no, neither do I. Right, right. So he's fine with it. It's like a little hot sauce. It's fine. I'm like, that sounds terrible, but he's in it for, you know, what it's doing to his body, not the flavor anyway. So we've got a snack drawer for the kids, you know, and what we usually do, there's like a healthier snack, which I use that term relatively, you know, relatively. And then (laughs) the other snack is a little less healthy. And I'm usually fine until like, I am like, oh, I just need something real quick to get me between now and dinner. And I pull out the snack drawer and I'm like, oh, that little snack cake looks delicious. Mm -hmm. I'll just grab that real quick. Like, I don't want to deprive her. And I, I want to be very careful about the way we frame food. And I don't want food to be like off limits or like, you know, I don't want to like create the opposite effect. If I'm like, no, 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 we can't have that. But how do I curb my own cravings for <laughs> the deliciousness that lives in the snack drawer? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I hear you, girl. I do. The first
1: place is to nourish your body physically. So mm-hmm. that you've taken care of that. When you have protein and fat in your meals, and you eat three meals a day and and really have good ones, you will have a steadier blood sugar. When your blood sugar level doesn't skyrocket, like doesn't spike and then drop, when it does not do that, when it's steady, that is far fewer cravings. When it does that, when it goes up and down, of course, physiologically, your body is like, I need carbs now. I need sugar Mm -hmm. now in whatever form it's going to be snack, cake, potato, potato chips, whatever. Mm. So if you've taken care of the physiological aspect, that's number one, because it's, it's easy to do, right? You've had a great breakfast, great lunch, great dinner. Okay. Well, I say, again, that's a relative term. Is it easy? No, because we're busy and yes, but easy to like, make sure that happens somewhat. You you get my drift, but when it comes to, the emotional cravings, the psychological cravings, that's a huge thing for me because it's such a huge piece that is that so many nutrition plans are missing. It's like, mm. you can tell me what to eat, but like, how do I actually do that when I get hungry for the thing? Cause my brain's hungry for the sugar. So the way I look at it as is if I'm still craving those foods, well, let's have some other snacks that are actually going to still give me that same kind of yumminess Without the blood sugar spike, without the, you know, giving into the processed flour and sugar, like those are the things that are just going to keep leading me down the same path. Now for my evening snack, I'm going to be having ice cream or I'm going to be wanting that ice cream that I know is in the freezer. So eating those foods doesn't, you know, doesn't allow me to really get to my goals. It doesn't really allow me to get rid of my cravings. Ultimately, it just feeds the cravings and then I know I'm going to have them later. So I try to have healthier snacks in that moment. Or, you know, if I'm making food, is there something cooked already? Or are there a vegetable? I know, I know it sounds boring, but are there vegetables that are chopped? Okay. Let me get that. Is there guacamole in the fridge that I made? Mm. Okay, great. Let's have that. Cause that's going to be more delicious. Do I have things like rice crackers? Yes. Like I'll do that, but I'm going to try to add cheese to it. So it's actually more satisfying and nourishing for my body, better studying for blood sugar. So I'm giving myself some kind of food. I'm not just saying like, well, no, don't have the snack cake and don't do anything else. I'm trying to feed my body in other ways and actually give it that satisfaction. But at the same time, really the bottom line is, why am I craving that food?
0: Mm, yeah. And I
1: know because I've done it. I'm like, it's because I want it. I want the right. taste. But when you really look at it, because then your next craving, it's like, why do I want that? your next craving tomorrow is like, why do I want that? The bottom line is you're looking to feel a certain way. Mm. You're looking for pleasure. Mm -hmm. We're looking for a dopamine hit that we know our brains know. If I eat that food, I'm going to feel good. Cause I'm at that 4 PM time. I'm pretty tired right now. Mentally. I know I still have to push it with making dinner for the kids and then putting them to bed after bath. And then I have to come downstairs and clean the kitchen. And I really want some time with my husband and like, I've got like a whole day in me still. And it's already 4 p.m. So we think that that food will get us that. And in the moment, it will. In the moment, it gives us that like quick hit of energy, that quick dopamine hit. We feel so good. But it just leads to more. Mm -hmm. It leads us to needing more. And then literally in the moment, it it leads us to needing two snack cakes Mm -hmm. or the snack cake plus the little bag of chips. So one craving always, always, always leads to the next. So, and some of us can say, no, I can have the one and I'm fine. And if that's you, all the power to you, but it's not me. And it's not the majority of moms, I would say, not the majority of people. So why do I want that food? It's trying to get me to feel something. It's trying to get me to feel better. I have to retrain my brain Mm -hmm. to tell myself, my brain actually that food will not make you feel good. Mm -hmm. It will actually make you feel worse. And not even just in the long run, it'll make me feel worse tonight going to bed. It'll make Mm -hmm. me feel worse tomorrow morning. And it's going to make me again, want the same food tomorrow. So it's just a continuous cycle. And I'm not trying to say like, never do it. No, because that's not always, for some people that's, you know, 100% eat clean, never have sugar, great. I tend not to have much refined sugar at all, but I still will have maple syrup and honey and I'll sweeten coffee with stevia. But I I will say that the more that you can reduce that refined sugar, especially the refined flour, sugar snack mixtures that are out there, the better you will feel. And the last thing I will say, because there's so much to say on this is, I always like to think about my future self. Mm. So- My today self, my very now 4 p.m. self wants that snack. But if I think about my future self, like tomorrow, next week, how does she want me to act right now? She wants me not to choose it because she's going to feel really tired. Because like now you've had seven days in a row of having snacks and not healthy ones. And she's really run down and her life is already run down because she's a mom and she's busy and she's a working mom or she's a stay-at-home mom. And now she's even more tired because of this non-fuel that she keeps Mm. getting pummeled into her, right? She needs real fuel and less of the non-fuel. So I always try to think of what does she want? How do I want her to feel? And what will get me there? What are the food choices that I can make now that will get me there? Actually, okay, I I lied. I said there was one more thing. There's, There's now one more thing. I feel that when it comes to cravings, We have to think about being okay with feeling discomfort. Yeah. Like we feel the craving, we feel the urge and we're not giving into that urge. And the more that we do that, actually the easier it becomes. And again, like we just remember, it actually won't make you feel better. It won't make you feel good. Yeah. Just very temporarily and then you're going to need more of it to feel the same way and more yeah. and more to feel that same way because your brain gets used to that one amount of sugar now it needs more to get that same reaction. So feel okay with feeling some discomfort now because it's so much more comfortable in the long run when you just don't want it anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you re- like you framed it that way because I think a lot about like my growth journey and I have to push myself to be uncomfortable and accept that and sit in it to, to find the growth that I'm seeking. So you're speaking right to me saying this about, you know, your health journey. And I do know from pre-children when I was trying to really focus on what I was eating and more exercise and things, the less I ate it, the less I wanted it. You know, it was so much easier to make the, the healthier choice because like you said, you were not then craving it based on what you'd Consumed previously, that was then going to encourage you to eat it again. So, yes, I've also learned in our house, we can't keep the like cookies, no, ice cream, no, like they just can't be in our house. If there's a special occasion or whatever, fine, but it's just not something that we can purchase and have hang out <laughs> in our drawers. Like it will not last. It is a dangerous, dangerous cycle. Easiest thing you can do. You just don't bring it in the house. Totally. Yeah, just don't bring it in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have a, selfish personal question what do you do if you are feeling those hunger pains before you go to bed you're like okay I know it's late and for me I think sometimes I eat dinner quickly because I'm dealing with my children you know I'm like let's just get everybody fed maybe I could have had a little bit more but I don't because I'm trying to move through all of the events in the, of the evening in a timely manner and then you know nine o'clock rolls around and I'm like I'm still hungry. I know I'm going to bed soon. So then I'm like, I don't know if I should eat. Like, what do you do in those situations where you're not just like, I'm bored. I need a snack, but your body's like, I'm I'm actually hungry. I feel like I need something else. I will eat.
1: If my body's hungry, I eat. And because it tells me it needs something, it needs fuel. So if I look at my dinner, I'm like, okay, I ate early. Did I eat my whole dinner? If not, then I will eat the rest of my dinner or I'll Mm. just take the leftovers from the fridge and there's more chicken breast. I will have more of that. And it's funny because I I also want to think about this. If I'm hungry now, why is it? Is it because I ate so much, you know, hours ago? Or is it that my dinner wasn't sustaining? Did I not eat enough of it? So I have to think about, okay, my chicken breast, how much of it did I really eat? Yeah. Was I thinking about like, I just got to go, like I'm so behind, I got to get the kids in the bath. So I only really had like a quarter of the chicken breast, but all of the vegetables or all of the potatoes or whatever, the rice, the other parts of the meal, which means now I'm protein deficient. Of course, I'm going to be hungry. My blood sugar spiked and it went back down. I need the protein and the fat to really sustain me, especially overnight. So if I'm hungry, I got to think about that previous meal for next time. Make Mm -hmm. sure I eat more of it. If I have time, I I get it. You're running up to the bath. Sometimes I will have part of it with the the kids because I do also want to eat with the kids. I feel like me, that's a really important thing as a family meal when it can happen. Right. But so then I come down later and I'll finish that meal. But if I'm still hungry, regardless of the reason I'm thinking about not only having the leftovers from whatever meal I had or finishing my plate, but thinking about foods that are lower in carbs, because I don't want to have this blood sugar spike right before I go to bed. And I want it to be more of a nourishing blood sugar satisfying snack so one thing i like to do is have toasted pumpkin seeds because pumpkin seeds are relatively like you a lot of people don't know how much protein is really in them it's like 10 grams of protein in a quarter cup okay so that's pretty good because what we're looking for just to give you a gauge is for the average woman for a meal we should be having about 25 grams of protein per meal 25 to 30 So if you think about 10 grams in yeah. a quarter cup of pumpkin seeds, it really can help you to just up your protein amount for the day and set you up for a nice sleep at night. And pumpkin seeds are also a source of tryptophan, which we might oh, know from coffee. It helps yeah. our, our bodies produce melatonin, which is like our sleep hormone helps us have a good sleep. So in an offhand way, like pumpkin seeds can actually be a really good nighttime snack for that reason too. So the way that I toast them is I buy them raw and I put them on the stove dry, like I don't add oil yet, medium heat, and they start to pop. And as they're popping, they're toasting So, and they will burn quickly. So make sure that you keep on stirring them. Do this for about two to three minutes. They'll keep popping. It smells like popcorn. It smells delicious in the house. Mm. Then take it off the heat, add a little bit of olive oil, just enough so it'll coat the seeds and then add salt, add real sea salt. Okay. What do I mean by that? There's a brand actually called Redmond Real Salt. Redmond is a brand and it's called Real Salt. Amazing. Himalayan salt is great too. Celtic sea salt is great. You want the one that's not table salt, basically something that does Mm -hmm. not have additives in it. And it's just providing minerals, sodium chloride, but other naturally occurring minerals as well. So you're adding the sea salt to your pumpkin seeds The olive oil is helping the salt stick to the seeds and stir it around and taste it. And if it's not salty enough, that's how you know you need more. So I don't measure. I just go by taste. And uh, oh my gosh, they're so good. And when I make these, I keep them in in a little container, either on the counter or in the fridge. And I just have them plain whenever I need, even if I'm cooking, if I need that little extra, if I've got toasted pumpkin seeds, I'm good to go. And I also put them on salad delicious on salad, crunchy, Hmm. and they're adding that good fat, adding that extra protein, extra fiber, mineral. I mean, it's amazing.
0: Oh my gosh. Admittedly, I've never eaten a pumpkin seed. I'm not a big seed girl, but this sounds pretty good.
1: (laughs) Hey, here's the thing. Here's the test when you, not a test, but it's when you have the raw pumpkin seeds, you're like, eh, they're very boring. And they're what you would think of a seed. They're like pretty bland and yucky. As soon as you toast them, they are transformed. They're so delicious. And then you're adding the olive oil and salt. And
0: it's like, it's actually a good snack. Uh, I I do love love some olive oil too. Oh yeah. I I love that. Thank you for that. And I like the guilt around like, I really shouldn't eat right now. And like the mental battle of like, should I eat? What should I eat? Should I not? Should I just go to bed hungry, which is not good. So Mm -hmm. on that same note, is your body indicating anything to you? And I've always not always most of my life been this way when I wake up I'm starving like Mm -hmm. I need to eat like now is that indicative of anything or is that typical
1: it could be it could just be that your body's natural eating rhythm is that as soon as you wake up it needs fuel right away so Mm -hmm. that is possible but I also think about nutrient deficiencies or or not even deficiencies but the fact that yeah you probably could use some protein and fat in your life every day when you do that let's see how you feel Let's really have though, you know, the nourishing breakfast, because again, that leads to the nourishing lunch, leads to the dinner, and then really focus on your dinner and having enough protein, finishing the chicken breast or finishing the piece of salmon. And if you still have that hunger at night, having that evening snack and, and that being okay. Now I will say too, if you do tend to snack, if you do tend to get hungry before bed and yes, in the morning too, but I'm really talking about the nighttime snacking here, have your snack with your dinner, unless it would make you so stuffed. Like yeah. if you finish your dinner and you're like, you know, I still could eat. Why don't you have a bowl of those pumpkin seeds or like a couple handfuls and then see how you feel the next morning? Because maybe in doing that, you're not having to snack right before bed. So it's better for digestion, not right, to snack right. right before bed, unless you need to. And then in the morning, maybe you'll be less hungry. It's a maybe because
0: everybody yeah. is different,
1: right? So yeah. see how you feel. It'd be interesting yeah. to see.
0: I'll give that a try. It's interesting. And I'm just so glad that your messaging is so good. Um, cause I think some of us can start to adopt a mindset of just nourishing ourselves more in whatever way, you know, maybe it's spiritually or, you know, whatever, but this is such a huge piece of it. And, um, I know I need to honor my body a little better and, and work on nourishing, like physically nourishing myself a little better. I think I'm going to say, I think we all good for sure. And I have found success. And I will say like the food department is my husband's area. He's fantastic with meal prep and grocery shopping and planning. And I so appreciate that about him. But like, if I don't actually know what's in the fridge because he's all in that space and plan the meals, it's really hard for me then to find a snack that, is, is wise and will fulfill my need. So the more I'm involved in that, and the more I prep beforehand, like if I cut up some vegetables and it's like fresh of my, you know, on top of mine, like, Oh, I've got cut peppers that I could eat right now, or I've got this, or I've got that. It makes it a lot easier to know that it's there to grab.
1: Prepping in advance is a huge tip. Thank you for giving Mm -hmm. it to me. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me prepping (laughs) is huge. Yeah. Like make that salad dressing, but Cut those vegetables, have them in the fridge, Mm -hmm. wash the fruits. I know it makes the berries go bad faster, but like berries in our house do not last anyway. I put a paper towel under it when it's wet because I've washed them. They are ready. How much more likely am I going to now to be to choose the blueberries instead of wanting to choose whatever's in the cupboard, right? Yes, prepping is the name of the game. Doesn't have to take a long time either. Does not have to take a long time.
0: Yeah, it it does take time, but you'll be better for it because then when you are in a crunch, it's already there. So when you have some space in your week, do that and then grab it when, you know, you're passing between meetings or whatever, and it's easy enough to grab. It's going to be much easier to choose than pausing to dice some vegetables or grabbing the snack cake, (laughs) you know, yeah, Yeah. you know, in your heart of hearts is not the best choice. Oh gosh. This was really insightful. Thank you so much for sharing all this. And you're so not judgmental, you know, and just acknowledging that, you know, the mother's journey and like, and I, I know you're in it with three children, but you know, some of these messages can come across as very like, uh, this is the one way to do it. And you're treating your body like trash and like yeah. <laughs> you're killing yeah. yourself with every little Debbie snack cake and what, and what have you. Yeah, so. Great. Good to yeah. know. Thank you. Right. Thank <laughs> you. Now I feel terrible on top yeah. of like physically not feeling and right. I love you. this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So where can everybody find you, your socials, all the things, your offerings? Thank you so much. Uh, this has been such a fun conversation. So thank you.
1: I would say the best way to keep in touch with me and just like watch what I have to offer and all of that is to go to my Instagram at Laura and Lima. And I do stories basically every day. So you can see the behind the scenes of how I make this happen in my crazy life. And you'll also see whatever courses I might have at the time um, you'll see from there at my link in bio. I always keep that up to date. Now my website is com, and you can click on courses and you'll also see what I have offering there. And at the moment I'm offering one-on-ones, but once those are filled, then I'll just wait until the new year. So it just depends. You'll see on Instagram and on my website where I'm at with that.
0: I love it. And following you on Instagram has been really fun and really insightful. So Yeah. If nothing else, just start, just start watching her and she's got some good stuff on there for sure. Thank you so much. Um, Absolutely. So I do like to ask all of my guests a few of the same questions. So first, what didn't you expect motherhood to change or shake up in you? I didn't expect
1: that personal transformation that I'm still on five years later. And I feel like it just kind of started in the past year, which is probably not true. It has been brewing, but yeah, I didn't expect that I'd want to change myself so much because I have to and yeah. because I want to. It goes back to I want to be the best mom that I can, the best wife that I can, the best homeowner that I can, the best person, business person, you know, friend. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been on this transformation journey physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And I didn't expect that motherhood would bring that on because like, who
0: knows what it's going to bring right. on
1: before it happens. You don't know what it's going to be like and nobody can tell you what it's going to be like because we all have our own journeys.
0: Yeah, that so resonates. I think it's so true. Who I was with my first is not the same person that I am now. And it's just a continual evolution. And I think it really resonates for a lot of women especially the piece where like I had no idea I had no idea that that was going to be a thing and then here we are it's a big thing <laughs> yeah. it is a big thing it's such a transformative <laughs> experience that's why I tell anybody who's expecting I'm like just wait like and not a just wait until they're oh, not, yeah, like, it's those... not it's not that it's just like oh you thought you knew like you have no idea and it's such a beautiful journey even the hard parts like it's so Transformative and incredible to watch yourself grow as your kiddos are are growing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100% agree. If you could give one piece of advice to another mother at any stage in the journey, what would it be?
1: I would say to open your expectations slash not have any expectations. Mm. You can think it'll go a certain way, and it might go a different way. So just be open, and also be open to things that you would never have thought about, like certain things that I will never do this for my kids. Maybe you Mm, will, or I'm only going to do it this way. And like, don't feel guilty in the moment. If you always said I was going to do it that way. And now I'm feeling like I should do it another way. And I always said, I wouldn't do this. Don't feel guilty. Oh, that's, I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, don't have expectations and be open, but also don't feel guilty. Mom guilt should be a thing of the never (laughs) of the past slash the never because. You do you girl. Like we all have our own ways of doing it. You are doing it the best way for your own kids and for your own self that you feel is needed. And that is amazing.
0: I so agree with every single word and who you were before you had your kid. And you're like, I will never do this. And then you're in it and you're like, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. the like, tablet. I'm just kidding. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> we don't have
1: tablets, but we do give them our phones when needed. And we will turn yeah. on the TV as often as needed. Oh, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. There are moments when my six-year-old, she's like, can I do, I don't know if you're familiar with the Duo Lingo app. There's like a kid's yes. Duo ABC. And she's like, can I do the owl app? And I was like, yes, you can learn about letter sounds and reading for a few minutes they so do. that I can get your little sister dressed and out the door. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Go do it. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. We're all perfect parents before we have children.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so lastly, how do you reconnect to yourself in motherhood?
1: I take time for myself. I, and that's another thing about the mom guilt is like, don't feel guilty feeling the need to sit down and read a book. Like I, We'll have my three kids around me Saturday morning and they want more of whatever I served for breakfast. Well, they can go get it. If they're old enough to get it, it's not a hot pan, whatever, but also they can wait for me. They can wait till Mm. I finish this page and no, I don't wait like 10 pages because things could happen and you know, It could be like really loud and they really need me, but like I will, and I want them to know too, it's important that I'm actually going to finish this page right now, or I'm going to finish this chapter, or I'm going to finish this cup of tea because it's important for mommy to sit down too. I need my time too. Like A lot of times I'll say like, mommy needs to sleep too, or I need to eat too. You know, like I want them to know that. And so how do I reconnect with myself is, is doing those things and making sure that I do it. Yes. When the kids are asleep and take time for myself, but also little moments throughout the day. And believe me, I, they don't happen often because it's busy, but I want them to see it happening as much yes. as possible. So I just do those like reading a book for me, like my e-reader is like, it will just transform my day. If I just like five mm-hmm. minutes with reading either mm-hmm. while I'm feeding Ben or like, you know, um, during the day when it's busy. Yeah that's what I do to reconnect with myself. And I,
0: and I make sure my kids know it. Yeah. I think it's so good too, that you're modeling it for them. So they say like, Oh, it is, you know, as I get older, it's okay to prioritize my need for self-nourishment and self self self-care in these situations. I saw my mom do it. I know it's okay. Yeah. Especially I think about, I've got two girls and I think about them and, and you know, the stuff that we carry into motherhood and like mom guilt and whatever, it's like, we got to set it down show them healthy self-care, healthy boundaries, healthy, all the things, and then empower them to move forward as, you know, beautiful, healthy little humans. Yes. Oh, so totally. Important. Totally. So there important. With you. This was such a good conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. This was the first episode we've had really talking about food and, and nourishing your body. So I'm so grateful for you to share your wisdom with the audience, it was so helpful. And I, I know there are going to be a lot of takeaways from this episode. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for being here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me on it. Like I say, it's been such a fun conversation. I love this stuff. I could go on forever. So thank yeah, you.
0: you. You can, you can feel your passion for it. So it's a lot of fun. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> Thanks, Shannon. Laura, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing all of your wisdom. Be sure to give her a follow, everyone. Her information is in the show notes. And you will also find in the show notes her latest offer, the New Mama Nutrition Manual, which is on sale right now through January 31st. The New Mama Nutrition Manual is a friendly kick in the pants to get started or restarted on your awesome health journey. It is regularly $197 but it is on sale right now for $27. Yep, that's $170 off. Again, the deal expires on January 31st. So head to the show notes, follow the link, and use the coupon code NEWYEAR to take advantage of this amazing offer. As I mentioned in the beginning, I will be taking a brief pause on new episodes, and I will be offering some replays in the next few weeks to keep the algorithm happy. But I will be back in February with some amazing guests. So make sure that you are following the podcast if you haven't done so already on your preferred platform so that you are notified when the new episodes drop. And I'd also like to take a moment that if you feel like you are in need of a pause in some area of your life, I encourage you to do that. Here's your permission slip. Take a break, go inward rest reflect do what you got to do and in case no one has told you today you are amazing you are loved and i am so proud of you take care of yourself mama